Well, the commentary is at the last conference of the spring conference season, and what a way to end it. Myself, David Thompson, was at the SNP conference after a week where the First Minister, Nicola Sturgeon, announced that she was seeking permission from the Scottish Parliament to get what is called a Section 30 order to allow permission from the UK government to have another referendum on Scottish independence. Nicola Sturgeon is hoping to have the next referendum between the autumn of 2018 and the spring of 2019. Then on Thursday, the UK Prime Minister Theresa May came out and said that Scotland should not have another referendum right now during the Brexit negotiations. In this podcast interview, I managed to interview Westminster Group Leader for the SNP and Deputy Leader of the party, Angus Robertson. I reflected on what has happened over the course of the last week. Angus Robertson will give us his thoughts. Well, I think it's been a hugely important week because we're getting to a stage where we realise that the UK government is not interested, sadly, in reaching an agreement with the Scottish government to protect our place in Europe, which is very important because 62% of people in Scotland voted to remain in in Europe and that's why the First Minister said that the time is right to now start making the preparations to have a referendum in Scotland so people can have a choice and I think if we're going to live in a democracy that on big issues like this people should have a choice and uh, obviously we've now heard the Prime Minister say that now is not the right time for a referendum and uh, you might be surprised to hear me say that I agree with her Um, because, of course, we're not planning to hold a referendum now. Uh, We want to wait until the negotiations have been completed on Brexit, and it is at that point um, that there should be a choice for people um, before, of course, the the rest of the UK plans to leave. You said it's when the negotiations have been completed. Did that take on to spirit of 2019 now? I think the announcement that the construction made the week was the autumn of 2018 going into 2019. So how would that be after the negotiations yeah. Because that would still be part of the yeah. negotiations. Well, no, it wouldn't, actually, um, because the Article 50 period... Uh, has to include not just the negotiations but also the approval of the deal and the deal needs to be approved in the UK but it also needs to be approved in Europe as well so uh, believe it or not the House of Lords will have a choice about Scotland's future and the House of Commons will have a choice about Scotland's future. The European Parliament will have a choice about Scotland's future. And the 27 member states, they're all going to have a choice about Scotland's future. And it is, if it's possible for all of those people to have a choice about the future of our country, and there will be a period during which that has to happen, so after the end of the negotiations, but before the UK leaves the EU, and it's in that period, when everybody else is having a choice, that we should think that we in Scotland should have a choice about our own future, especially if everybody else is going to have a choice, then we should too. So in that case, do you think that the whole Brexit negotiation there between ourselves and UK and Europe, do you think it will happen within two years? Because that seems like quite a complicated process to be taking it, place. It is definitely a very complicated process, but it is limited um, for a reason. And uh, the the arrangements need to take place during that time period. Um, There is some discussion about um, to what extent uh, there will be a deal not just on the um, 
the cost and procedure of the UK leaving, but then also what the future arrangements will be looking forward. But what is, is, is undeniable is that there has to be a deal reached within that time period, and that, that deal needs to be agreed within that period. Uh, obviously, if there's not a deal, then there won't be agreement. Uh, and the UK will leave in the most hard of hard Brexit scenarios imaginable. Uh, but either way, there is still uh, the possibility of, uh, of time to have a referendum in, in Scotland. And if other people are going to have a choice about our future, surely we should have a choice about ours as well. In that case, where do you think you'd be needing time then to have a... It depends on the referendum, well, it's certified that we don't know exactly yeah. which Well, that, that's why the um, First Minister has given a window of opportunity from the autumn of 2018 uh, into the spring of 2019. So that is right at the end of the, the two-year period that um, the Article 50 procedure uh, uh, allows. Um, and it is in the, the period at the end when everybody else is going to be able to b decide on our future that we should be able to decide on ours too. So you think that for a Scottish independence referendum to be taking place, it could be that between end, the end of March 2019 and May 2019, if you're going to be talking spring? Yeah, no, I, I think the, I think the, well, I think the, the first minister have left the option open because we we don't know exactly how the negotiations are going to go. So rather than be too prescriptive, we we have to we have to discuss this with the UK government. The UK government has to um, uh, explain its its willingness for that particular period of time. They said they don't want it to happen now, and that's fine because we don't plan to have it now. But we do need to have a discussion about being able to have it before. Um, the UK leaves the EU. That would only be fair. So, how long do you think that discussion would take place between yourself and the UK government in terms of that certain? They didn't. Beyond? They didn't need to take. Ter uh, they didn't need to take tremendously long um, uh, between Alex Salmon and David Cameron about the uh, the 2014 referendum. And given that we we have the precedent of of um, arrangements for that vote. Uh, I don't see why one couldn't uh, simply do the same for this one. Uh, we're not needing to reinvent the wheel. It's it's only fair that 16 and 17-year-olds can vote. It's only fair uh, that EU citizens can vote. It's only fair that the question is understandable uh, and clear. Uh, so given all of that, and we've done it before, I don't see what any reason why it would take uh, much longer to reach an agreement um, uh, going forward. In that case, you talked about... Uh, Prime Minister's questions, you mentioned about the agreement um, between the Scottish Government and Scottish and UK Government over Brexit, and you reiterated that in your speech to yes. conference. Yes. What kind of deal would you be looking for between the both governments then? Yeah, well, um, the Scottish Government uh, published a, a document which uh, Common Space uh, uh, readers uh, can can find online called Scotland's Future, easy easy to Google uh, and read, and it's more than 80 pages of compromise proposals by the Scottish Government uh, about how we could guarantee our place within the single European market, about uh, how we could have the appropriate um, immigration uh, arrangements for Scotland, uh, basically how you could reach a differentiated deal for Scotland uh, whilst the rest of the UK uh, could have its own bespoke arrangements uh, for Brexit. Uh, and th those proposals have been on the table for months now. 
Uh, unfortunately, the UK government doesn't appear to have taken them seriously, and that's why I'm pessimistic now that with only a few days, perhaps, until Article 50 is um, uh, is proceeded with, that um, uh, it's unlikely that the UK government will um, reach an agreement because, unfortunately, I don't think they're willing to. It's odd because they, they say that they want uh, to get the best arrangements for the, the City of London, which is important. They want the, the best arrangements for the, the automotive sector, which is really important in the northeast of England. They say that they realise they need to get a special arrangement for Northern Ireland because of the, uh, the, the challenges of having a, a, an, an, um, a, an, an open border, effectively. Um, and it seems very strange that believing all of these things are a priority, that she doesn't think um, Scotland is an important priority. Um, but that's clearly what she what she thinks, and uh, I think she's I think she's wrong uh, to have have those priorities. Um, but unfortunately, that seems to be you know, where where things are at. With the local government elections happening in May, toys are making the elections a, a rerun of an independence referendum. Do you think that overshadowed any issues will be raised by local people during the council elections that come over the time? My, my experience is that people understand that these are, are elections uh, for local government and that in, in most cases they're increasingly a direct contest between the SNP and the, and the Tories. And I think if you want to compare the track record of the SNP in government at a national level in Scotland or on a local government level too, and you compare that with the UK's Tory government's record at a UK level, but also in local government in England, I think people realise that there is only one sensible choice, and that is for people to vote SNP, keep the Tories out, and protect public services, and I'm, I'm sure that's what people will do. Let's just do this podcast, you'll be listening to the Common Space website. They might not necessarily be SAP supporters, but they may be like Greens and Radical Independence campaign and any other ones. What would you say to these people who, who are maybe smithing to... Well, the, 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 the good news in local government elections is that it's it's proportional representation, yeah. and uh, people ha are able to, to rank their uh, their choices. So, if people have intentions to vote for for other candidates, I would appeal for them to also vote for SNP candidates. So, if you're a Green Party supporter, that if you're voting for your party first, then please vote SNP second. And unlike these smaller parties, the SNP will be standing right across Scotland, and there'll be many. In fact, most parts the country will not have candidates from smaller parties, so I'd uh, appeal for, for people to, to support the SNP, not just because um, they will deliver for local communities, but also it uh, sends a message that uh, we're, we're keen to, to support the case for Scotland, having a, a referendum on our, uh, on our future and guaranteeing the choice of the people. That was SNP Deputy Leader Angus Robertson telling us why you should vote for the SNP in May's local elections. I'm sorry to say that this podcast will be the last in the spring conference season of 2017. I hope that you've enjoyed our coverage on the Common Space website over the last few weeks. This is David Thompson from the Common Space.